Episode 17 of More Than The Name Podcast. I am Drew Patno, joined with Luke Chason, and today we have a special guest, the St. Louis Blues prospect, Eric Foley. Eric, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. And then, Eric, you know, the past two years, concussions have been, you know, surrounding you. You had one your last game at Providence College against Notre Dame, and also a second one at the NHL Prospects Tournament, uh, Blues versus Blue Jackets and two by the same guy, Justin Wade. So take us, you know, through those events and also what your recovery has been like these past two years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you guys said, I've, I've dealt with, um, some concussion, um, concussion issues in the past. And yeah, it was unfortunate that I, I got those two, um, concussions and, you know, I think that kind of really led to some, some problems that I was kind of naive about, um, and, you know, I think those problems stem from, you know, they could, way back in the day. Um, but, you know, when I was um, <clears throat> when I was younger, like, I just didn't really know a lot about concussions. I mean, you know, like, I didn't know the long-term effects they can have on you. I didn't know that, you know, if you got, you know, one thing could lead to, you know, issues down the line. You know, that just wasn't a thing I was thinking about. But... With those two concussions, um, you know, I got one at my last game at Providence College. Um, and, you know, that summer was kind of a grind. Um, <clears throat> I was working out at, um, at EPS in Foxborough. I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with that. But, you know, it's a, great, it's a great thing they got going on there. And, you know, I was training down there that summer. Um, I was in St. Louis for a little bit right before I got that concussion or right after I got that concussion. Um, and, you know, it was tough because, I, you know, I was feeling a certain type of way um, and I was trying to battle back and get back. And that whole summer, you know, I really put my, I, as I felt, you know, my, my full effort to recover from that concussion. And at the end of that summer, I felt like I was in a, in a great spot, um, you know, where I could, you know, step back on the ice and, and hopefully, you know, make a shot to make an NHL roster. And, you know, before like the, the thick of it all at the blues training camp, um, you know, I got the second concussion and that was just kind of like a, like, you know, that, that sucked. Like that was just kind of, you know, that whole summer I, I worked, you know, worked getting back. And then, you know, right after I put in all that work, I, I just, it's right back to square one. Um, but you know, that concussion, the second one at the prospects, uh, you know, tournament that, that one just it hit me different. Um, and I had a lot of lingering symptoms that just weren't going away. Um, and, you know, we can go in, into this later, but it, it led to a lot of mental health, um, you know, complications that, you know, that really just threw me off. Um, so, you know, that, so now I'm here now. Um, and, you know, that the recovery process has been a bit of a grind. It's been frustrating, you know, bouncing around from doctor to doctor to doctor trying to figure out what's wrong. Um, and it's, it's kind of tough because I feel like the doctors are kind of new to this too. So, you know, you, you see specialists and, you know, they are kind of just giving you their best, uh, you know, I, 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 no, I don't want to say like they're not guessing, you know, because they, they know they know a lot about concussions and, you know, but they're, they're kind of treading in unknown water I, i'd say and it's just a lot of unknown about concussions a lot of unknown about the brain uh, that's for me has been the most frustrating part about you know this this recovery process is, is that that unknown that unknown and and you know just just hearing you know 20 different things from 20 different doctors so 
know, that, that's probably the most frustrating thing about it. So for sure. And you kind of touched on the unknown aspect of concussions. I think a lot, there's this, you know, stereotype outside about concussions. Cause you see, Oh, some of the NFL goes in a concussion protocol and you know, they're out three days and come back to practice or, you know, Oh, it's just a week long injury. And you know, cause most injuries, you know, you break your arm. Okay. It's a six week recovery. Terry ACL a year. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, some concussions it's, Maybe it might be a week, but other times it can linger. So can you talk about maybe, and maybe you can't, it's okay, but like in terms of when you kind of feel good days on concussions or if there's certain days that maybe it's like the weather, not necessarily the weather, but like something that might trigger your symptoms. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And yeah, that's just, that's how it is. It's just, it's, you know, concussions are, like you said, it's an unknown, it, it's unknown and it's not a physical injury that you can see, you know, like people can't, you know, cut your your skull open and look inside of your brain and see there's a bruise. Like, right. <laughs> but I think that, I think that that kind of makes people, there's a stereo, not stereotype, but kind of like a stigma around concussions that, you know, like, Oh, you're fine. Like, you know, right. you're walking around, you're talking, you're laughing with your buddies. Um, and you know, that has been like a really frustrating part of it too, is just kind of, you know, being around people and, you know, I'm a type of guy that I like, I like to joke around. Like I like to laugh. Um, and you know, it's just people see that and they're just saying, you know, you know, nothing, nothing seems wrong with you, Eric, you know, you seem fine. And, but you know, like deep down inside, you know, I'm the only one who knows how I feel and, 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 you know, you know, you're not feeling right. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, like I always say, like, I, I, I really wish I just tore my ACL or something because it's just, yeah. it's a six month recovery and you know that, you know, if you rehab it right, that you'll, you'll come back and it could even be stronger when you come back, but know with these concussions it's like yeah like you said like i have a good day a good two days and i'm thinking like oh wow you know i could be back and then you know the third day just hits you like you know like a ton of bricks and you just feel like shit it's just that's just how it is and you know i've gone you know i've had good weeks you know where good weeks and then you i'm thinking about my plan to come back and play you know what i mean and then it's like the next week could be terrible it's just yeah it's it's just a frustrating uh injury for sure I mean, being an injury that, like you said, no one can see, obviously with the brain is the concussion, but mental health, mental illness, it's, you know, it's so prevalent now. There's individuals speaking out about it, but with an injury like yours that no one can see, only you can feel, how have you been able to, you know, get out of those dark days of not only bad days with concussion, but bad days mentally as well? Yeah. You know, like I just, you know, I try to stay positive with everything going on, um, you know, I, there, there was a point, it was right after I got my concussion at the, um, the Traverse city prospect tournament, probably, I, I wouldn't say right after probably like a, a year down the line where I, I, I was just trying everything. I was seeing every doctor going through the ringer and, you know, I just, I just fell into the spiral I, and I just, you know, I didn't feel good. Like I, I wasn't motivated. Like I just couldn't get out of bed. Um, and you know, with, when those days came around, I just focused on the little things, you know, like being around my family, being around the people who care about me the most, that helped me, you know, that helped me immensely. And, and, you know, talking to other people that have been through like what I've been going through. So, you know, talking to like retired, uh, you know, like ex NHL players and stuff that are going through the same, same things. Like I, I've had uh, conversations with Dan Carcillo, like just, just on the phone, like really cool guy. And he just, you know, he just talked to me about, you know, what he went through, what, you know, what his recovery process looked like, what he goes through on a daily basis. And just knowing that like, I'm not alone in this, in this fight and there's other people going through it like that, that helped me. That helped me a lot to know that. So. 
Right. And, you know, we've talked a lot about currently, but, you know, you wouldn't be in the position of where you are if you weren't a hell of a hockey player to start with. I mean, you were a third round draft pick in, in 2015. So you're 17, 18 years old getting drafted in the third round. Can you talk about kind of that experience? Because I think people, you know, a lot of times, oh, NBA draft, okay, they're, you know, they're drafted and then they're in the pros or, you know, stuff like that. But hockey's a little different in yeah. terms of kind of how the draft works and your rights. Um, can you talk kind of about how that experience kind of went down and how you decided to kind of go the juniors route and ultimately to Providence? Yeah, like that was probably one of the most, yeah, that was probably one of the most exciting times in my, in my short career, I'd say. But it was just a cool it was a cool process. Like for people that don't know, you get drafted, you're draft eligible once you're 17 or 18 into the NHL. And, um, once you get drafted, um, the team gets your rights and they can basically offer you a contract whenever, and you can sign it. And then once you sign it, you know, you're, you're, you're with them, um, in their organization. So it's a little different than, yeah, like you said, the NBA where you just sign a contract and you're, you know, you're fighting for a spot. It's it's not like that. Um, but you know that that was um, you know that was a, that was an interesting experience too because I mean my my concussions you know now that I'm older and like I kind of can look back on the whole thing you know like I really think my concussions issues started when I was probably around that like seventeen you know seventeen eighteen years old um, and yeah that draft year I, I had like a, a very bad concussion when I was playing. Uh, for in juniors at Cedar Rapids in the USHL, um, and uh, that uh, that concussion at the time after it, I I just wasn't feeling right. Like I was just kind of foggy mentally. Um, you know, I felt like I was slower on the ice. I feel like I wasn't. Like, I felt like I wasn't. You know, you know, seeing the plays like I I used to, yeah. and um, you know, it, but at that point I was just. I, I felt like I'd always, or co- not, not even just me, but even like athletic trainers were kind of always just, you know, blame it on, not blame it, but I would say, you know, Oh, like, did you get sleep last night? And then, you know, I think about it. Oh, well, I didn't really, you know, I did kind of go to bed late. So maybe that's why I'm tired or like, didn't drink you know, enough water or something. Yeah. Did you drink enough water? I'm like, Oh, maybe I did, you know? Um, cause it's, yeah. Cause like the concussions, it's not like a, it's it, it a sneak. It kind of, it's sneaky. It's a sneaky injury. So, but um, it was, yeah, it was a weird thing because I, I, I knew I was going through something, but I, I just didn't know exactly what it was, you know? So, and that was kind of the time when I was about to get drafted and, you know, whatever. And, and in my mind, um, you know, as an athlete, you kind of just push that aside and you just say, well, I got, you know, the NHL draft coming up. You know, I have my freshman year of college coming up. I, I got to be, I got to be ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you kind of push that to the side. Um, so it was, it was, just, it was an exciting time for me, but it was kind of like a, also like a weird time. Cause I, I just felt, I, I knew something was up. I just didn't know what it was, but it was just an exciting time just getting drafted and, and all that. So I, I was just excited for that part. So. And you know, you pushed the NHL for a side for a little bit, going to Providence. You got there the year right after the national championship. Talk about the decision to go to Providence and why Providence over those other schools. I guess, you know, I worked there, you played there, so we got to hype it up a little bit. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, PC, like I'm from Mansfield, Massachusetts. And like, I would always like the one college hockey team I'd always 
go to was PC because it's just like the tickets were cheap, wicked cheap back <laughs> in the day. And like I could always just go down there and just see a game and you get that full college hockey experience. But, you know, like back in the day going to like a BUBC game, that was like a huge process. I had to go into the city, take the train. So <laughs> yeah, PC was just, uh, it was like a drive down and like I'd always been there and I played like youth hockey tournaments there. And then, um, you know, I just liked, how, I just like the fact how I just be so close to home and that my family could come see me and all my buddies around could come watch me play whenever. Um, and that's kind of what drew me into PC, um, the most, I would say. And so while you're at Providence college, you mentioned how you, you know, you get your, uh, rights drafted and then you get traded while you're at Providence college. How does that kind of happen? Because like, we, we were chatting beforehand. It's like, all right, you're, you know, you're so focused in the grind of college classes, Providence, hockey. And then, you know, do you get a call from the GM, your agent one day? You're like, oh, you're, you're going to be this team's property now. Like, how was that? Yeah, it, well, it was, uh, that? yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a crazy experience. Like, I, I, I just did not see that coming at all. Um, but like, I was actually, I was taking a nap, like what happened. <laughs> and I got a call from like I had a call coming in from like Kevin Shevel day off was the, uh, Winnipeg GM. Um, and I just picked, I, I kind of gave like one of those, like clear your throats, you know, cause you're just sleeping. And then I kind of picked the phone up and was like, Hey, like what's going on Chevy. And he's just pretty blunt and said like, we just traded you to St. Louis. And I'm just like, Oh, like, Holy shit. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then he just, you know, he congratulated me and, you know, thank you for being there. And I got a ton of calls from, you know, other guys in the Winnipeg organization after that, which was like, it was pretty cool. Like they're all just saying, you know, good luck fools. And then, um, yeah, it was, and then, and after that, I was just kind of like, uh, I was like, all right, like, I guess I'm going to St. Louis now. And then the, the GM of St. Louis called me probably like five minutes after. And I was like, welcome to the blues. And then I was like, Hey, here we go. <laughs> New start. That's great. And then, you know, after your junior year, you leave for St. Louis, but now, you know, in this current state, are you going back to finish your education? What are you doing outside of the hockey realm right now? Um, like right now, I'm, well, so I've started like um, getting into real estate a little bit. That's just something like I've, uh, uh, no, I wouldn't say like interested in, but like I've always kind of like, you know, like searching for houses and kind of like interior design stuff. Um, so, you know, once this all played out when I had, my concussion at the Traverse city tournament. And it kind of seemed like I was going to be out for a while. Um, I just really, yeah, I kind of just started thinking of like, what else could I do, you know, just to keep myself busy. And, um, I had, uh, you know, I had one of my friends, like grandma's actually was like, Hey, I'm selling a house. If you want to, you know, pick it up. And it was in like a pretty, it was in like a pretty like central location in New Hampshire. And I just, I was like, sure. Yeah, why not? So then I, yeah. I, I, I bought it and then I just, I, I liked it. I kind of liked doing it and, and I kind of got into that real estate. So, and I got another property too. So I've been working, work on those and um, yeah, like I've been going back, taking classes at school and um, you know, just trying to keep myself busy because I'm not really doing much nowadays, you know, with the injury. <laughs> And so I'll, I'll plug it for you since you didn't want to mention it. But uh, if you, if anyone's interested in using those properties, check them out on Airbnb. The rentals are available. Uh, nice little spot up in New Hampshire. If, you, if you're interested in taking a little trip. Yeah. Up there. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's Airbnb, the bears lair and uh, the Waterville Valley getaway. So if anyone wants to go check them out, check them out. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So now kind of moving forward with your injury, right? How do you kind of navigate this path and, 
you know, cause obviously hockey is, you know, what you want to do, but at the end of the day, it's, a, it's almost, it's, a, it's not almost, it is a life decision um, mm-hmm. in terms of like, do you retire early? Do you keep, you know, when is, you might not have an answer for this, but what's your point where it's like, all right, like I, I just can't do this anymore. You know, I got to move on. Have you even kind of thought that or what's your yeah. mental towards that? Yeah. I mean, well, like it, it, well, it really just, it just plays out over like such a long period of time. I feel like, like you said, like, I think that these, this issue started when I was probably like around 17. Like I just didn't know. Right. Um, and like looking back now, like it, it got to a point where when I was at Providence at my, you know, my junior year, um, you know, it was just getting to a point where I was just feeling uh, just so strange. Like even in the middle of games, like I was just not feeling right. Like things were coming slow to me. I, I just was like, like feeling sick on the bench. Um, and it just, it just didn't seem like right. And then I kind of made like a decision myself, you know, to, to be like, you know, something's, something's up here. It's not normal. Um, and, you know, it's not just because you didn't go to bed late or it's not, yeah, or because you didn't drink water or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like when I was like, you know, something may be up here. Um, and then, you know, just getting getting those other concussions at, you know, the Traverse City and then getting the concussions at um, um, against Notre Dame, like those two back-to-back concussions really just like put the icing on the cake for me in, in a in a sense of like a, a physical feeling, you know, of like how I was actually feeling those two concussions really made me feel like shitty. Um, and yeah, that's, you know, that's when I kind of was like, okay, well now you got to think of, you know, all this new research is coming out about concussions and, you know, long-term effects of concussions, you know, like, w- you know, what are you going to do like down the line? Like you're, you're feeling like this and you're this young, you know, it's probably not a good sign. Um, so, you know, am I going to go back and play? Like, I'd love to, I'd literally love for this to all like clear up and for me to go back and play hockey. Cause that's, that's just what I've wanted to do my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, like, is it going to happen? Like I said, like, I don't know. It's just cause of, it's just the unknown, the unknown of the concussion is just, it's just crazy, you know? So I, I'm, I guess I'm just waiting it out and kind of hoping for a miracle that I, I get back. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we kind of, you say it kind of in jest, but I mean, it's serious. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. It has to happen, but I mean, obviously wish you the best. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of turning a different chapter right now. So with everything kind of going on in the world right now, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and kind of with, when the um, sports world kind of went on pause for the day a couple weeks ago uh, in the NHL was kind of, I don't want to say in a weird spot, but they didn't really follow suit. Uh, kind of, you know, Evander Kane to say, hey, like, what the hell? Like, why aren't, you yeah. know, we, you know, so can you t- maybe touch on, you know, being a black man in the hockey world? Obviously, it's a predominantly white culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, Canadian, European, American, especially in New England. Um, maybe some of your experiences through that, maybe some le- teaching moments that you were able to provide being in the locker room or just kind of that uh, experience kind of growing up as a, as a teenager going, you know, different places playing hockey. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, like, I mean, you know, growing up being a black hockey player, like, it is a obviously predominantly white sport. Um, and, you know, I think that there's a lot, like, the NHL, it's a, obviously predominantly white. And I think there's just a lot of things that people may not see, um, you know, that a black hockey player will go through. And not even just a black hockey player, a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I just think that you know, like maybe it's it's not a bad thing because I mean, if you if you're not black, then you wouldn't know these things are happening. Um, you know, I think yeah, the NHL was a little slow to to get on that, um, and you know, it's it, it's it's not bad. I just think that you know, it was good that the from what I've heard that it was a player's decision, mm-hmm. you know, to stop stop playing and, you know, take a day and reflect on what's going on, like with the social injustice stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I loved it. I mean, I loved it when, you know, Ryan Reeves got everyone in that room and kind of like had a, a whole gathering and, and, you know, there was a picture that I thought like really was, was cool, but there's like a picture of, you know, on TV, you could only see probably like half of the room. Right. Um, and there's a picture where you could just see like the extended room and it's like the whole bubble was in there. Um, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was a really powerful, like powerful message to say, you know, we're all, we're here, we're fighting for a Stanley cup, but we're pausing it. And, you know, we're all coming in here, um, as a, as, a, as the players in the league and just stopping it and, and to shed light on, you know, what's happening in, in the world. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I thought that was a great way to go about it. Um, and, um, yeah, like I said, I think it's just a lot of like, um, you know, little things that, you know, people may not notice that a black hockey player, you know, will go through being a minority and or not even a black, but it just a minority like th- that will go through, you know, mm-hmm. especially when, when you're in a locker room and everyone else doesn't look like you, you know, mm-hmm. everyone else looks a certain way. So, um, yeah, but I thought that's kind of my two cents on that. I mean, staying with the NHL bubble, so to say, who, who's your prediction for the Stanley Cup winner? My, my Tampa Bay Lightning right now, <laughs> they're looking pretty good. They're looking they're pretty tough. good. Yeah, I, um, yeah I, don't th- I don't know. I just don't think if, who's going to beat them. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, they're a pretty good team. So that, that would be my prediction. But I don't know what you guys are rooting for, but... Uh, <laughs> Bruins are bust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruins are done now. Huh? <laughs> Eric, where can individuals find you on social media? Um, I'm on Twitter at Eric Foley 11 and I'm on uh, Instagram at 12 Eric 97. So awesome. awesome. Well, Eric, you know, thank you very much for joining us today on more than name podcast. Really appreciate your time. Best of luck, everything moving forward. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. It was awesome.